previously on the Simply Human podcast. They were very, very poor and they lived off the farm up until that point. Then she started bringing processed food home in the 1960s. And then everybody started getting diabetes by the time the 80s, 90s rolled around. 30, 20 years of processed food and no longer living off of the farm food. Then everybody got sick. It's episode 75 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we interview Christy Cheek of Foodie RN. She's a nurse, yoga instructor, a holistic health counselor, and a coach. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment and a story about people seeing me naked. And we're up with our Simply Human Tip week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. Other than uh, Jason, that was quite a long pause. Yeah, Jason's side. You're not you know, doing so good. Well, Jason told the story uh, a week ago uh, on the 14th of my naked story. We're gonna add something to the story that he was, I guess, not aware of, or maybe I didn't give him uh, the rights to this part of the story, Kramer style, you know. And uh, so, <laughs> so there's more to the story. Um, but people have started like, you know, tweeting me and emailing me. Like, hey, good work, naked, naked man. So that's been happening. <laughs> naked idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to file like a name change application with the county to change your name to naked idiot. <laughs> well, okay. So the last time the show aired on the fourteenth, we had not talked about the marathon, correct? Oh yeah, that's true. I guess that is true. Tell us about it's it. It's hard because we do all this in time travel talk, yep. but so uh, you're, I'm alive. You're alive. I'm alive, and I finished. So hey, congratulations uh, to to me for not dying. So awesome. So uh, tell us about your experience, first marathon. Congratulations. Uh, I mean, I don't know where to start. I I ran for a very long time, <laughs> and I stopped when they told me to stop. Uh, it, it was really cool. Uh, it started in Fair Park in Dallas, which uh, is a place I've spent a ton of time. It's where they have the fair, obviously, and I am a huge uh, proponent of the Texas State Fair. So uh, that was kind of a special place for me that you know, that I enjoyed. And we ran around uh, White Rock Mer- uh, White Rock Lake, and then back to the fair. And uh, I don't know, it was the weather was. Uh, you know, I'm not. I talked to you about this. I'm not one of those people that prays to uh, Santa Claus, Jesus, like, uh, dear Jesus, give me, uh, give me money, give me a hot wife, give me a fast car, give me a big house. I was praying to Santa Claus, Jesus, in the days leading <laughs> up to this, because Santa the weather Claus, forecast Jesus. about a week ahead of time said uh, that it was supposed to rain all day on Sunday, the 12th, and I was like, oh crap. Uh, I've done one. I had done one run in the rain, just one, because the weather worked out perfectly for me uh, when I was training, except for one day. So I was like, man, I don't want to run in the rain, and it's supposed to be warmer, and that was a concern of mine, that it was warmer in temperature than it had been throughout the you know the bulk of my training. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to wear like a raincoat, and I'm going to get hot as crap. And so like the couple of days before, it said that it was supposed to start raining Sunday, the day of the race, at like 8 a.m., and then like a few hours later, I'd check it, and then it would say like, okay, 9 a.m. It's yeah. going to start raining. And then like a few hours later, I'd check it and it would say 10 a.m. And slowly but surely, the rain got pushed out and pushed out further and further on the forecast until like the m- morning of when I woke up, uh, it said it was supposed to start raining at 1. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. I'll be done by then. If this forecast can hold true to form, I'll be done uh, and there'll be no rain. And there was no rain at all. It was extraordinarily humid because it was like trying to rain. And a couple times it started like misting a little bit, but nothing major. 
But that's uh, good. Good. Good for you. That's a that's a big accomplishment, and uh, you need to get a tattoo of twenty six point two on your neck. So uh, you laugh, but I've thought uh, I've thought about commemorating this event with a tattoo. Uh, I don't know how I would do it. I always had kind of in my mind like maybe the the logo of the marathon and my bib number. But as it turns out, I uh, originally was going to do a, a different marathon, but I changed it. I pushed it a week further because my anniversary and my wife and we were going out of town, stuff like that. So I chose to do a, mar- a marathon called the Big D. <laughs> I don't understand. What's... I could not get that tattoo no, on my body. No, Rick. I that's, mean, again, that's I, just... only, I already have one tattoo that says, you know, winner of the big D. Hold I on. can't get a second one, right? Rick, I don't understand the what's so funny. That's just the nickname for the city of Dallas. You know, and what's funny is that you put on our Facebook page, congrats to Rick for, like, taking in the big D or <laughs> something like that. And very, very uh... obviously, a very thinly veiled uh, attempt at sexual innuendo that snuck past no one. <laughs> And then uh, I make a comment, something like, hey, it's the second uh, medal I've ever earned with the big D on it. Next to the, I'll put it next to the one your mom gave me. <laughs> and we all had a good chuckle at that. And then your mom liked that status. And I yeah. was like, oh, man, this is getting real awkward. Was- <laughs> Hope uh, next time I see Melissa, she's not like, so what's this I hear about me awarding you a medal for your big D? Like, oh, I was just kidding. This is a joke. It's a podcast joke. Don't worry about it. No, oh my God, I got it. Before we move on from that, I will say I thought it was a baked potato. So now we have a Rick's Cop Corner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a major inside yeah. joke that approximately three people on planet Earth will get, one of whom does not listen to the podcast. Rick, Rick's Cop Corner. Um, the guy that, speaking of being on foot, this is our segue. The cop that oh, okay. rammed well, it's a great segue. Yeah, that rammed the the pedestrian. You've probably seen the video uh, on YouTube. I, I was I this. was completely okay with that police officer doing that to that particular person. Is that so? Kind of tell, and we sort of texted back and forth about this. So talk talk about lethal force and some of that stuff. That's people like okay. Rick Scott well, Corner. the Simply Human podcast is about to get real heavy. Uh, I will say first of all that like. Let me give a general impression. Everything that's recorded now, and I don't have a problem people recording the police. I think it's actually really good, uh, knowing that there could be other people watching what you're doing. We won't talk about Always the other that. video that, but that I, came out. I'm just week. saying, in general, though, I feel like it's not very good for us to be watching videos of human beings dying. Yeah. Like that's like that's not good to be able to pull up Facebook and say, "Oh yeah, here's a picture of a cop shooting another guy and he's killing him." Yeah, oh, I can't great. believe they showed like, that. that. Makes my heart on like sad. The, on network news. They showed the video. I, it, dude, it's not it, it's not good. We're talking about we're talking about the other. You have to be shooting. able to see yeah. images like that to 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 shock the senses I to guess. create social change if that's what you're looking for. But man, I just feel like that's not good for yeah. our psyche to see real videos and stuff like that. But it's guy, not good. But anyway, the guy that got hit by the car get, was if, not. If you want to get to the legality of yeah. it. Um, and I can't speak to how other states, uh, their laws are worded, but I can speak to Texas and Oklahoma, the two states I've worked in. Um, when you get down to what's called lethal force, and Texas lethal force is defined statutorily as any physical force that is likely to cause uh, serious bodily injury or death. And serious bodily injury is further defined, basically like a major injury, disfigurement, uh, something like that. So it doesn't have to be force that causes someone to die to like, be classified as lethal force. Like you shoot them in the foot. They're not going to die if from I that, If I shoot but someone, that is force. lethal force. Yeah. Whether I shoot them in the chest, God forbid, or whether I shoot them in the foot and they're like, you shot me. And I'm like, yeah, I did shoot you. Like, you shot me in the foot and my foot hurts. 
you can, like it's that's that force is classified in and of itself as the force that is likely to cause serious bodily injury or death. Now, when, so, when I was doing a ride along with you and you pulled your gun like as a joke and, and like put it in my face, is that lethal force? What? No, I did not do that. <laughs> I thought you just said that I did that. No, but go ahead. No, I, I did say you did that, but I was joking. Okay, so, yeah. thank you. <laughs> like Rick's you said, cop corner gets serious yeah, here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's not uh, bring it down too far. Yeah. Bring it down now. It so down. <laughs> from a legality standpoint, an officer using a gun to shoot someone is the same level of force. The high, It's the highest level of force there is, lethal force, as it would be if you were to use a blunt object like a baton or a flashlight or a on a person's head. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Because in your, you know, your strike chart or whatever, like you have areas that you're supposed to, you know, like a... With your baton, you're supposed to target, you know, large, you know, areas or what have you. But if you hit someone in the head, that's a red zone on the chart. And a red zone means lethal force. So if I hit you in the head with a baton or a flashlight or a blunt object, that's lethal force. Because it is likely to result in serious bodily injury or death. Well, it's the same thing with a car. Uh, If you are authorized legally to use lethal force, i.e. you're defending your own life or the life of a third person, uh and you're, you're authorized to use lethal force, you can use whatever lethal force you need to use, whether that's a gun, a baton to the head, or in this particular case, a car. Uh, and I'd say this, at least from a tactic standpoint, if you have a guy wandering around with a rifle, I think it would be much safer to apply that force from the officer's perspective of using the car to ram the guy instead of getting out and getting in a shootout. I will also say this. Uh, I have no idea about any of the details about that situation, so I don't know if that was a justified use of force or not. I can tell you it looks really, really bad, and it is shocking to people. But to kind of explain that a little further, if this officer was justified in using lethal force, he can use whatever lethal force. If he needs to throw a piano out of an airplane on top of a guy's head, that's lethal force. He can use. That's uh, There's no difference between different degrees of lethal force one is all the same as the other if that makes sense it does you know like we've gotten some feedback uh, lately and almost all the feedback i've gotten in the last few weeks has mentioned rick's cop corner so maybe we need to start making this a more well, uh, and i uh, and i'll say this just, too i enjoy i feel like one of the things that my industry doesn't do very well is explaining to people uh why we do the things we do and how we do the things we do uh and you know sometimes that's on us you know, because we don't want to give away like, you know, if we tell the bad guys, this is why we're doing it right. and this is how we do it, then we're giving away our, our tactics. Well, I don't know. I, I am uh, someone who engages with the community. I mean, there's a lot of different personalities that make a police department run. I'm, you know, one of those, you know, hug it out. Let's all be friends. I never want to yell at anybody type of cops. And so I have <laughs> no problem to... <laughs> explaining to someone, hey, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And I think my skill in doing that is why I don't ever have issues you know with getting people to comply with what i want sometimes it's a little difficult but so more i don't don't have a problem answering questions about you know why we do what we do uh you know i've been doing this a long time and i've taken a lot of classes so i feel like i you know i've got a pretty good handle on it so yeah so we want to do more rick's cop corner corner, send your questions yeah so let's start uh getting towards our interview with christy um 
T-shirts. I'm about to get a new shipment of T-shirts. If you want T-shirts, it's at simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. And I just set the website as well. Um, we still have links and uh, coupon codes for the nutrients, multivitamin, the skinny fat and oil, and the uh, rub on your body oil. Um, <laughs> oh, no. You're all out of that one. <laughs> there's you're a, using the ho- Oh, no, I don't, oh, yeah, don't, don't ruin it. it don't ruin it. Uh, Mark used it in his Simply Human uh, story. Yeah. We uh, or like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Simply Human Fifty Two. All right. So we talked to Christy uh, about several things, including being a chubby kid, food allergies, gluten free isn't always healthy, baby girls being nine months pregnant, which Christy is, movement during pregnancy, and taking walks with your husband. Rick does that as well. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, very happy to have Christy Cheek on the show. Uh, Christy, originally from Indiana, she is in California now. She's a nurse, a yoga instructor, holistic health counselor, and a coach. She has a passion for living a healthy lifestyle and helping others achieve their optimal health. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I actually found you, uh, Jimmy Moore has recently, uh, I don't know how recently, but he's found Instagram. And he is like the Instagram. Like, you just made it sound like he's a, an explorer, and he oh. discovered like yeah. fire or gold. He, he created something that's yeah. been in existence yeah. for like ten years yeah, that all well, the kids have been using. But, but he's he is like just recently, I guess, been on sort of a, a trying to connect people and just and posting a lot on Instagram. And I actually saw your Instagram account from his Instagram account, and that's how I contacted you. So it was through Jimmy. So crazy. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Um, I went for a walk and I came back and my Instagram was just blowing up. And I'm like, I didn't even post anything today. Why am I getting so yeah. many new followers? And then I saw Jimmy had posted and um, I was very grateful for that. It was very nice of him. Well, yeah, I uh, he actually did the same thing for me this morning. And I got, you know, I got like 30 immediately got like 30 new followers. Um, of course, his his deal for me is like, you always have that nutball friend like at simply human 52 so go follow him if you want a nutball friend it's like oh okay okay that, that works i guess <laughs> all right so uh christy let's uh let's start by you just sort of telling us your background and i know we have some some similarities after reading your bio as far as sort of uh, the way you put it on your website is quote unquote a chubby kid i was sort of the chubby kid uh rick had some chubby kid issues i believe mark you were not a chubby kid you were chubby for like two minutes of your childhood <laughs> i was an actual legitimate card carrying member of the chubby kid uh club so thank you very much okay well we, we can we can start there so take it away christy okay um yeah so i was a chubby kid as you said um and always just trying to you know wanted to fit in and so probably around like eighth grade or so was whenever I started trying to kind of diet and lose some weight and um, not doing it obviously the most healthy way because I had little knowledge back then um, and then that kind of led me into um, I mean I had a little bit of disordered eating and I won't go into that as much today but um, that led me into wanting to go into a career more in um, health so I I went to school um, for public health and you know at that time I was learning um, the standard information I feel like most people have learned in health school which is um, you know eat more fiber eat more um, whole grains so I did that path as well and um, just um, you know continued on that and 
not really, um, I mean, I lost some weight and my weight would go up and down and, um, but I was never like healthy or anything. So kind of how I got more onto the real food, um, journey was, um, more from a food allergy perspective. Um, back in 2005, I was married, uh, we moved, I started graduate school for public health, um, we moved again. We were robbed at gunpoint in our driveway. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of stress going on. Um, and then, obviously, we moved again, and um, we bought a house. So this all happened within, like, probably about, like, two years or so. So I had a lot of stress going on. And as you know, stress affects the body tremendously in ways that we don't even really realize. Um, so I always kind of had some... Um, intestinal issues, I guess you could say, but they were getting exacerbated at that time. So um, I finally went to just see a regular doctor. And of course, they wanted to prescribe me Pepsid. And um, at the same time, I was also doing a lot of running and experiencing um, exercise induced asthma, especially if it was like a, a windy day. So I was talking to her about that as well. And of course, her solution was to give me an inhaler. So I tried both of those for like a week and the inhaler made me so just congested and didn't work and made me jittery. The Pepsid, I never even took. I just thought that was a waste and um, kept experiencing issues for a few more months and um, decided that I needed to see a different type of doctor. So I went to a DO, which is a doctor of osteopathy and... Um, his approach was really nice. For the first hour, all we did was talk, like what was going on in my life, what kind of stress had I been under, um, what was my typical diet, what was my diet like growing up. And um, he looked at me at the end of it and he said, I think that you have some food allergies going on. He's like, a lot of times when our body, you know, we go under stress, it exacerbates um, illnesses or that's when illnesses kind of come come out and he's like and I think yours is just coming out in uh, food allergies so I had a food allergy test the IgG at the time and I came back and I had gluten wheat dairy casein brown rice food allergies so (laughs) um so how did your yeah how did your life change like after you got that information yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. Um, I remember I got the information. My appointment was like at 7 a.m. And I went directly to work after the appointment. And I called my husband from work. And I'm like, I can't eat anything. I can't drink anything. I didn't think I'd ever be able to have like any like wine or anything ever again. And um, it just seemed very overwhelming and that my entire life was going to have to change, and which it did. Um, what were the allergies one more time that he's, he said you had? Gluten, wheat, dairy, casein, and brown rice. My God. Yeah, that is uh, that is rather daunting because very quickly, not to interrupt you too much, but mm-hmm. that's like these st- fundamental staples of like the standard crappy American diet, <laughs> those things right there. <laughs> so yeah, if you aren't in a whole food, what do you eat? What's the next I- step? Exactly. And a lot of the gluten-free options um, contain brown rice, too. So um, it seemed like even harder for me at the time. So I decided, um, you know, at that time I wasn't um, a registered nurse yet. I was just um, 
had a background in public health, and I was also a licensed practical nurse. And um, so I wanted to work with a registered dietitian or somebody who had specific knowledge with food allergies. I didn't just want to go to any dietitian, you know, that I felt like um, kind of, you know, that I already had this information in health. I really needed somebody specific. So I couldn't find anybody locally that specialized in food allergies. So I did find a dietitian and she was out of Atlanta and um, she didn't necessarily specialize in food allergies, but she specialized working with autistic kids which if you know that um, a lot of the autistic kids, they have pretty much the same diet of a gluten, dairy-free, um, wheat-free type of diet. So I worked with her um, a couple of times over the phone, and she was very helpful and kind of like guiding me on, you know, you might want to try this. This brand is maybe a little bit better, or, you know, don't try this one. Um, but even after that, I was still pretty overwhelmed on what I could and couldn't eat or drink. Um, so I kept searching. I'm like, there has to be somebody out there that can help me. So, um, oh, I guess I should mention too, cause the doctor that diagnosed me after he diagnosed me, he was just pretty much like avoid all these things and you'll be fine. Hmm. Well, as you guys know, just avoiding, uh, gluten or wheat alone and all the hidden forms is pretty overwhelming. So they didn't give me any other help or even suggestions on who I could work with to help me. Um, Just very quickly, what year, what year are we talking about when this happened? Um, it was, uh, 2000, beginning of 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no historian, but now gluten-free seems to be kind of going more mainstream. Paleo seems to be more mainstream, but 2007, I hadn't ever heard of anything like this before. And so it's probably still like on the, you know, on the fringes, I guess, of nutritional, you know, what have you. Right. That's how I feel too. Um, I mean, there were definitely some products out on the market that were labeled gluten-free, but, um, you know, I was living in Indiana at the time and the town I was living in, um, the closest like Whole Foods was 45 minutes away. So our local grocery store had like one aisle that was, you know, I might find some gluten-free foods in, but, um, it wasn't very, it definitely was not as mainstream as it is now. I just imagine you like sitting in a room in the doctor's office and the doctor like opens the door and he's like, oh, you can't eat wheat anymore. And just like slams the door in your face. And like, that's your, uh, that's your whole appointment. <laughs> that's kind of how it was. I mean, he gave me my results and basically said, don't eat these things and you'll be fine. And sent me on my way. Yeah. Um, which is overwhelming. But I did eventually find um, a nutritionist in the Indianapolis area and um, she was wonderful to work with. I worked with her for several months, maybe at least six months. And, um, I met with her twice a month and she did specialize in food allergies and, um, really worked with me on the nutrition part. I could, um, call or text her at any time that I needed. Like if I was in the grocery store and, you know, looking at a product and, you know, not sure if I could really eat it or not, or not sure of an ingredient, um, I could just text her and she would respond right away and let, you know, say, yes, that's good or not. Um, and that's whenever things kind of started moving into more of the whole food approach for me. Cause I learned like, even though there were the products on the market, um, even though they were smaller at the time than what they are now, you know, like the gluten free and everything, they were not necessarily health foods. Right. There's still lots of other ingredients in them that, um, you know, I'm not sure were very healthy for you. 
Right. Yeah. Just um, because something is is labeled gluten free doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. Um, which exactly. I, which we've uh, you know we're sort of all discovering now. Yeah. Um, and so I really tended to stick with more of everything in the produce aisle. Um, everything out there is gluten-free, dairy-free, wheat-free, you know, completely safe. Meats were a little bit hard. Um, at the time I had, um, I had not eaten red meat for over 10 years. And when I was working with the dietitian, she asked me, you know, why do you not eat red meat? And my reasons were one, I didn't really care for it growing up. And then two, I just thought that it wasn't healthy. And, um, so I didn't eat it for, like I said, almost over 10 years. And she was like, well, I think it would be something that would be really good to add back into your diet and, you know, give it a try. So I, I did. And, um, you know, I do like it. And I actually find that it's one of the easier things to be able to, um, eat when I'm out, you know, dining out. Um, sometimes like if you order a chicken breast, you never know what the coating, like if it was previously frozen, you know, it may have wheat in it or you just don't know what's in it. Um, so it's kind of funny. I didn't eat red meat for so many years and then now it's like, you know, a staple food for me. Right. Yeah. So let's, uh, you know, almost eight years after this diagnosis, like what is a typical day, uh, in your life as far as, uh, from a, from a food perspective? Yeah. So mornings I usually do, um, a smoothie. I find that's the easiest. And, um, so making sure that I'm getting some healthy fats in that. So either like avocado or coconut oil, I add to it. Um, I'm nine months pregnant too. So it's a little bit different for me. And nine months, if I'm Rick, uh, I may need to Google this, but nine months is like, like almost the end, right? Is that, uh, yeah. Good work, Dr. Mark. You're really, uh, really studying up on those medicine books. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your due date exactly? It's it's April thirtieth. So I'm just oh, gonna say it's wow. in four minutes. So, Mark, you better hurry up with your question. <laughs> it's, it's now. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, gotta go, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So, is it a, is it boy or girl? It's a girl. And is how many do you have other other children? No, this will be my first. Oh, awesome. All right. I have two, I have two daughters. Rick, uh, sorry, you can't be a part of this conversation. He has two boys. So um, <laughs> so that's uh, so exciting uh, to have a little girl. Yeah, my girls are now five and four. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, you know, people will always be like, oh, the babies. I love babies. I I would not want to go back to having ba- the little tiny babies. I don't I don't really like small babies. Rick, you well, and probably I, agree. My boys are seven and four, and I can't wait until they're old enough to start doing all of the things around the house. So I just want to keep progressing forward in the right. future to where I have like an army of like little helpers. Like, hey, you mow the lawn, you do the dishes, and I'll stand over here and I'll have a drink. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I will supervise. Awesome. So, I mean, how, how is the uh, – like, yeah, I guess we could talk about sort of – you know, your pregnancy, uh, period here, like what, how, have you been moving a lot around? Like are you a yoga instructor? I, I'm assuming you're still doing yoga. Like what's, uh, how, how has the pregnancy been? Yeah. So the pregnancy has been really great. Um, I'm very fortunate and it's kind of interesting to read some of the other, um, paleo people out there that have been pregnant and read their stories and kind of how their pregnancies have gone because mine have gone very, very similar to theirs. Um, I haven't had any of the issues that a lot of people experience. Um, I haven't been sick at all. I had a little bit of nausea at the beginning. Um, and I couldn't stand the sight of meat for my first trimester. So that was really difficult and challenging because, you know, if you went out to dinner, um, 
anything that's going to be vegetarian is going to contain cheese and bread. So (laughs) my food choices were very limited. Um, But other than that, I mean, that went away after the first trimester. And um, I've been able to eat pretty much my standard diet. I think I've had a little bit more carbs, like um, fruit has been something that I have increased. Like I I usually don't eat like bananas or anything because they're higher in sugar for me. And I typically would stick to more of a a lower carb, higher fat diet. And um, just being pregnant, I wanted a little bit more carbs. And and I let myself and it's been fine. And I'm sure once, um, you know, I'm not pregnant anymore that I'll go back to eating more of a lower carb, higher fat diet. But um, it did work with Dr. Noel. I don't know if you are familiar with Dr. Laura Noel. Uh Um, She's a naturopath out here in San Diego. And um, she's been my doctor for a couple of years now. And I did work with her prior to getting pregnant. And then just during my pregnancy, because um, it's amazing. You don't really get a lot of education um, from just your regular OBGYN on, you know, what foods you should eat or what's good for you. And um, my ideas are maybe a little bit different anyway than just a standard, uh, you know, physician recommendations for pregnancy. So, is so, that, so that was going to be that was going to be my question is because it's hard enough to find just a regular general practitioner who can get on board with most of this stuff. You know, fats, fat doesn't make you fat, you know, things of that nature. I right. imagine it's very, very difficult to find an OBGYN who is on board with that stuff. But it sounds like, you know, your situation is pretty squared away. Yeah. Um, you know, I really kind of see like my OBGYN as um, I need her to just deliver my baby. <laughs> and I saw Dr. Noel as the person that I went to and the advice that I needed or, um, you know, if I was I just need someone to reassure me that what I was doing was right and working for me. And she was kind of that for me. And, you know, she's definitely on board with the higher fat, um, lower carb intake during pregnancy. And I also did the, um, uh, Chris Cresser's, I think it's called better, uh, the baby code that he has. Uh Uh, I did his program and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely right along with the higher fat and, um, not taking um, a a vitamin that has like folic acid that you need like folate and his work he does a lot with like the supplements as well during pregnancy so I did follow a lot of his advice as well. Yeah, um, my wife was on. Uh, my listeners of the show know this. My wife with our son who is a year and a half. She was on hospital bed rest for eighty two days, like mm-hmm. going. She had a, a, a issue, all complication, all this. Everything's fine now, but. Um, you know, I, I put, uh, she started doing MCT oil while she was pregnant. I, I put, I made her eggs with butter. Like I didn't let her eat like the hospital food. And he was at 36 weeks and four days, he was like six and a half pounds, never had to go to the, uh, NICU or anything. And Jen was basically, my wife was just like laying there for the last three months of the pregnancy. And he grew a lot. And it was just pretty amazing to, to sort of see that if, if your diet is really dialed in and you're getting the things, giving the things to that fetus that, that it needs, that, uh, you know, it, there are a lot of uh, obstacles you can overcome with, uh, with a really solid diet. So is your, uh, is your warrior uh, three pose um, still good? Or is it, is it balance? <laughs> Has the balance like thrown you off having this huge like, you know, basketball thing on, on your stomach? Uh, well, I did do... Um prenatal yoga all throughout and um at the beginning a lot of the classes you know are for yoga for prenatal are a little bit 
um, more gentle and I wasn't enjoying that as much. I wanted <laughs> still like, you know, more of the power yoga. Yeah. And then by second trimester, I was like, okay, I need to slow it down a little bit. And fortunately, um, there's a place close to me that offers some great prenatal classes. And then after the baby's born, you can take the baby with you to okay. yoga um, and I've heard really great things about that too, but yeah, in the third trimester at the very end, I have to admit that, um, <laughs> I have just been walking yeah. daily and giving up my yoga, even just a, a child's pose is a little bit uncomfortable oh, at sure. this point. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that and I don't, I'm not pregnant, so I, that's why I don't do yoga. <laughs> well, and I, and I imagine like, uh, using the baby in yoga, I'm imagining like a CrossFit workout where like you're using the baby as the medicine ball, just throwing the baby up against the wall. <laughs> Father of the year, Mark Rogers, everyone. He's here to okay. pick up his trophy. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so you um, you have a blog. Sort of tell us about like what you're doing in, in the uh, in sort of in this movement. How pe- you can help people. How people can find you and all that good stuff. Sure. So yeah, I do have a blog. It's called Foodie RN, and um, I haven't been writing as much um, since I was pregnant. I used to, and I will resume once I'm. Um, once things kind of settle back down for me, but I create every Sunday, I would post a new menu and I would create, um, a document as well that would have a shopping list for you for, for the week. So I would post a menu from Monday to Thursday and I would have all the links to the recipes. So I don't create the recipes, but I provide you with the links to be able to find all the recipes. And those are all like archived. They're all still on there. If anybody wants to go to the, the foodie RN and it's just, uh, yeah, foodie, F O O D I E R N, all one word dot com, and I'll link to that in the show notes too. So yes, correct. Yeah, they're on there. And the reason why I did stop is because, like I said, I was experiencing a lot of nausea in the first trimester, and I would create a menu, and it would just start making me feel sick. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, I would create it for myself, and then I would go buy all the ingredients, and then that night I'm like, oh no, there's no way we're eating that. Yeah, well, your, uh, your, your uh, recipes for the week is just like pickles. Yeah. <laughs> That's like all it says. <laughs> pickles and ice yep. cream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am a nurse, and I am a holistic health counselor, and eventually I do hope to be taking on clients um, and helping them with a real food transition. But at this time, I'm currently not. Um, I have another full-time job and then also just, you know, a lot going on in my life. So hopefully in the future, that'll start. And um, But until then, you can find me on Facebook at FoodieRN. And then I'm also on Instagram at FoodieRN. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, so like what are, just real quick, uh, before I get to the final question that I ask all of our guests, um, so like what are some of the things that you think, like the most important things people need to understand that, that they don't understand? Just sort of the average person walking around, the, what, what are those things that, are, that you feel like are most important for them to know? Well, in terms of like food allergies and food intolerances, I feel that people just need to understand that just because foods are labeled gluten-free or low-carb, that that doesn't make them a health food. Um, you know, lo- really looking at the ingredients and what's in things um, is more important. And if you can't pronounce something, then you probably don't want to put it into your body. Right. Um, so it's just better to stick with real whole food foods that, you know, your grandmother would recognize and, um, you know, they're, they're actually probably tastier too than buying the things that are already processed. Right. Cool. And then, um, I mean, you have, uh, any, any particular, um, 
I guess, advice or instruction on like stress? Because I saw you mentioned, you know, kind of going through a stressful time. So I, I'm just sort of assuming that you have like a stress management practice or something that you do. Yeah, I think that it's really important to find what works for you. For me personally, um, doing yoga is one of the things that completely, you know, will help me relax and take stress away from me. I also did a lot of meditation during a lot of stressful times in my life. Um, There's a great app called Meditation Oasis, and it's also just a podcast, and it's free. And there's a lot of meditations on there that are for specific things. And, um, you know, if you're going through something specific in your life that you're needing some help with, maybe try to find one of those and listen to it if you need guidance for meditation in the beginning and then, um, you know, after a while, then maybe you can get to the point where you, you don't even need any music or anything and you can just sit there and meditate. Right. Cool. Um, well, is, is there anything else, um, that you wanted to say or promote to our listeners before I ask you the final question? You make that sound so daunting, by the way, the final question. I know. We're going to ask you. She's like all nervous about the final question. Yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Okay, cool. Um, So here's the question. And I wanted to get get ready for it. Yeah, okay. So what is one thing? (laughs) She probably is, Rick. She's nine months pregnant. Um, (laughs) What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about. Um, One thing that I do is I take a lot of walks with my husband. And I think that that's important because um, those are times whenever. We leave our cell phones at home, and it's just time for us to, you know, we have to talk to each other and find out what's going on, and it's a great stress reliever. I think it's good for relationships, and um, it's just nice to get outside as well. Yeah. So it seems like, by the way, if I may summarize for all of our listeners, especially our long-term listeners, we have hit on three of the four pillars of the Simply Human lifestyle, the eat like a human, the move <laughs> like a human, and the enjoy life like a human I'm sure, you know, you probably also part of your regimen is getting plenty of sleep as much as you can being nine months pregnant. But that's, you know, we we go over this over and over again, guest after guest after guest. The keys to living, uh, I guess, your healthiest life to your your healthiest version of you are those four things. And uh, you're saying it, uh, you know, the same way that we say it. So thank you for reiterating that for us. You're welcome. And I totally agree. Yeah. And to me, like I've said this on the show before, too, but it's like, if if it's good for a, a pregnant person or you know someone that uh, like if if it improves your diabetes if you have diabetes like a lot of times like it's also good for just for like the average person you know if it'll uh, so you know it's kind of this uh, microscope on the on the pregnant women I wasn't gonna say pregnant people but they're all women uh, <laughs> well you know. yeah that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie <laughs> Junior oh, yeah that's there a you funny go. movie um, I was gonna say twins yeah no he was not pregnant in twins all right well. Uh, <laughs> Christy, I sure appreciate it. We will link to all your stuff in the show notes, and uh, and I will send you all the stuff uh, on on Instagram and everything else, uh, uh, Facebook when this comes out. But uh, this has been a, a real pleasure. You're not you're not going to be at Paleo FX by any chance, are you? No, I would love to be Pregnant, there, but yeah. um, she's about to give birth. Still. Yeah, that's right. You're <laughs> I don't gonna, think it's possible this year. Yeah, not going to travel Maybe with a two week old. Yeah, so awesome. Well, Christy, uh, hang out for just a second. I'm gonna stop the recording, okay. but I appreciate you being on, and we'll talk to you soon. Wonderful. Thank you.
You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right, thank you, Christy. You can find all of her stuff uh, in the show notes, foodiern.com. She's at foodiern on Instagram. She's got a Facebook page, at foodiern. Big surprise. Um, uh, and she's great. And hopefully, by the time this airs, maybe she might have a baby. Who knows? We'll uh, update you on uh, how her delivery went. No, we won't. Oh, that is nope. weird. I guess that's cr- Yeah, we will not, you know, we will not, uh, we will not do that. Mark we will, will have not, pictures I you, from the delivery uh, room. Christy, Mark yeah. will not show up. Uh, to coach you through this, I will keep him from like being weird stalker. <laughs> I'm gonna show up with like my headphones, and, like my po- podcast set. Like, hey, I'm here to record uh, your delivery. Uh, I'm just imagining you with like the Al Franken, like the satellite dish hat, like it was popping in the delivery room, or just showing up like the with a catcher's mitt on. Like, yeah. all right, I'm ready for put this. it right here, baby. Put it right no, here. You're like, it's cool. It's cool. I host a podcast. It's fine. I, I can handle this. <laughs> all right it's now time for the humans being human story and you heard half of the story on the josafit podcast with jason simon sir for go so i was up in portland uh a couple weekends ago and uh this happened and then i had dinner with jason that night and told him and he just thought it was the funniest thing ever so uh here is the naked story (laughs) okay how come i'm i'm always the one that has stories like this and that it's never you. <laughs> How come you never have? Cause I feel like Mark, the, 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 uh, the, the titles of the show the, that I'm doing humans being humans like, and Mark, you know, <laughs> poops on himself one more time. Like, but you never have these stories. Would you like to know why? Yes. Well, it's because I, uh, am a reasonable person okay. and you are an unreasonable person. Well, that, I am what enough. we call a normal person. You are what we call abnormal okay so here's the story by the way all you know so everyone knows i know this story already you told me this the other day and i had to convince you no you absolutely have to tell this on the podcast okay well and and if you're if you're a listener of the josafit or the paleo lifestyle and fitness podcast with jason and sarah he told this story one week ago (laughs) but because i told him because i had dinner with him like that the next night at his house oh my gosh um but there's one there's one change I, he only told one part of the story, and you have convinced me to tell the entire part of the story. There really are two parts to the story, and each half is equally just as ridiculous. Okay, it starts with my daughter uh, having a little throw-up spell, like Wednesday morning uh, of like last week, I guess, at like 1.30 in the morning. And for most of that day, she was down for the count throwing up. Uh, didn't think that it, I had, it had affected me in any way. Right. Wrong. So Friday morning, I hadn't I didn't really feel great uh, Thursday evening, and I'm like I throw up all the time, so I know like when I'm about to throw up. Me and you that we are you are two birds of a the what, what is it two, two feathers of the of same feather, bird, bird or something, something yeah. two birds with one stone. I <laughs> have thrown up. I have a ballpark in oh, my life thousands. at least a thousand times yeah, easily, least, and my yeah. wife has thrown up approximately four times yeah. in her whole life. I, well, I get to the point now where like I'll just go in and like stick my finger to my throat just to not sit there and wait for the the natural throw up to, <laughs> okay, to, that's weird. to commence. I just like I'm gonna get this over with. I'm such an expert throw upper. Okay, so Friday morning, uh, you know, uh, Jen is in the hotel room bed. We're in Portland. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We, we haven't set this up. You're going somewhere. No, we're already in in Portland. Okay. So you're already in Portland on Wednesday. No, no, no. On no. Thursday. Wednesday. Okay, yeah. Wednesday, you're still in Texas. Your daughter's sick. Because you called me. You're like, hey, should I? Right, right. That was Wednesday. Yeah, should I yeah. still go on this trip? And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And I convinced you. I was like, hey, you know, your mother's got this. Your mom knows. You know, she raised three yeah, kids. Yeah. She can deal with a sick kid. You're supposed to go to Portland on Thursday. Thursday. Right. 
to do this thing with Jason and Sarah. Right. So I'm not, I'm not so feeling great. On thir- so on Thursday, you go to Portland. Well, so you're out and, of town in a hotel. And to correct you quickly, Jen, my wife, was speaking at an education conference. Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sciences I thought conference. there was some yeah. other thing. So um, I wasn't feeling great Thursday. So I wake up and no kids in the hotel room, of course. So I'm going to let my wife sleep as long <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Dog slower. Well, <laughs> for sleep. Yeah, that's that's the number one priority for my <laughs> wife in that uh, scenario is sleep. Uh, I'm going to sleep like a human, yeah. not move like a human. I have other i have other priorities reproduce like a human um so which is a very human uh thing uh so i get up and i'm trying to be very quiet and i'm not feeling great i'm in the shower and (laughs) and i just i'm like well here it comes and i just like i don't know like i guess i should have dried off and tried to make it over to the toilet i just threw up all in the bathtub (laughs) like i mean like like not a little bit like a ton And it was, you have basically opened up a can of denty more beef stew in and the shower. poured it in the shower, like three cans. Well, and when you're when you're running this story for me, I'm with you. Uh, the drain is this just so we can set up this right. picture for the viewers. Is it a drain? Like with all the holes in it, no, or is no, it no. like the pop-up Yeah, it's drink? the pop-up deal, and it's up. Okay. And within, which is even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. Because stuff can get down into the pipe. Right. With the drain, with the cover that's got the holes in it, you, you can just, just move it, it over and you're fine. Right. So within three seconds of my throw-up hitting the drain, it is clogged down in the drain. <laughs> So no matter how much, and the water's still running, right? Have you peed in the shower yet? I had already peed. I had already peed. It had already cleared cleared through. I'd already pooped in the shower as well, and I'd smashed that down the drain as well. That, uh, that, that was a joke. I don't do that. Okay, I, we, you need to pre- yeah. you need to clarify. <laughs> I only because... do that. I only do that if it's diarrhea. Okay, so <laughs> so gross. I, I'm just kidding. I don't do that either. Okay, so no matter how much I'm trying to like scoop away from the drain, it's still the it's it's clogging up. The water's clogging. Up. So Ugh. by the time I can like turn the water off, I'm standing in this like soup of, of like beef stew. So, because I had steak the night before, so vomit soup. So I get out, and I'd already like soaped off, thankfully, and like I was sort of, I was kind of clean. My feet definitely weren't clean, but I, the rest of me was clean. So I'm like drying off. So you dunk your feet in the toilet to yeah. wash them off because <laughs> yes. that's what you do. Exactly. So long story short, uh, I I didn't want to call for the maintenance guy yet because my wife is still sleeping. I'm trying not to bother her. Well, it, the smell was was pretty awful. So I I had gone in and. And uh, was like laying down, like on the f- floor, like t- checking text. Well, she gets up, and I think you're thinking that, like, hey, it's the drain is slow; it's not clogged; right. it'll go away yeah. possibly. Well, she she goes into the the bathroom, like go the, go to the bathroom or something, and this, and she almost, and then she like looks over and sees the bathtub. She almost throws up in the bathtub. She's in, in, outraged. She's able to get back in bed and go back to sleep. It's very common like, emotion yeah, for yeah. her in this relationship. By, by so the way. W- when she wakes back up and it's time for her to like be awake, I call the maintenance guy. He comes in and I'm like, "Hey, sorry, buddy, this is not going to be pleasant for you." Like I thought he was just going to be like, "Well, here's a wrench. See you later." <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so he was. I, I ain't got time for this. Yeah, he was super cool about it. He cleaned it. Everything's fine. I had to go in there and like you know because after the water had kind of like drained out, there was still just like this one inch deep just thing on the oh it was awful anyway it's this whole awful thing there's more details but we won't get into it so i get back in the shower after the shower is drained off to you know clean my feet off and whatnot and sort of i just sort of clean the shower out in the shower i get out of the shower my wife is uh, by the way very quickly why this is so disastrous is that if this happened at your house well you have all of the 
tools, cleaning supplies, whatever, Privacy. at your disposal to fix it. Yeah. You're in a hotel room. You have nothing. Right. You have nothing. You you I, are completely reliant on the maintenance guy. Yeah, the maintenance guy. Who I tipped, by the way. <laughs> I would um, hope so. Yeah. So, um, okay. So just the tip. This is yeah. This is the. The real story, the real part of the story. This is now we're at the point where the Jason told on, on a week ago. So my wife is, uh, keep in mind, she is really irritated at me at this point. Like that what? I didn't. No like, throw kidding. Up. Yeah. So I, I, she's like sitting up in bed, like do, doing some work for her presentation that she has the next day. And I come out. Of, <laughs> what I, time is this? By this the way? is probably nine o'clock. Uh, in the morning. Well, I guess it's after. It's exactly probably right after nine a.m. So huh? it is. Yeah, it is past. <laughs> it is past working hours where we, which we get to. So I come out of the shower. I'm feeling much better. That's the only only incident I had. I, I was fine for the. I'm to this point. I'm fine. And so I was gonna try to like lighten the mood a little bit because she was not happy. So <laughs> I. We're gonna call it now. Yeah. That's what we're gonna call yeah. it. So I. <laughs> So I lighten, come, the mood, lighten the mood, huh? Yeah. So I come walking around, uh, rooster stepping, crow like a strutting. I'm sorry. What peacocking? Rooster stepping. I don't know. Like I, I was kind of doing like the little, the little <laughs> like strut. goose stepping. Yeah. I don't know what's goose stepping. Uh, not like no, not like that. Like uh, <laughs> I just the, haven't it, heard the term. Yeah. Rooster. I don't know. Stepping I was before. like a like a when a peacock has his feathers out and kind of like. Strutting around, like, hey, look at me, ladies. I kind of was doing that in my naked state post shower to try to like make her. Of course, laugh. you were. I don't just like walk over to my bag and get my clothes. I'm like doing this little dance, the little happy dance while I'm naked. Uh, I think what they call it in National Geographic is a mating dance, something along those lines. She was having none of it, as I of course. as I expected. <laughs> After the the room still probably smelled like vomit, so. I'm over there, and uh, I go around the other side of the bed where the window is, and and uh, I had opened the window to uh, let in some sunlight, and I'm over there. You're doing my little my little dance. She's not having any of it. I'm like, ha, ah, just joking. Ha, ah, you were kidding. I was kidding. Ha, ah, no, no. I was making it go clockwise yeah. and everything. It was great. <laughs> well, I look, I turn around, I look out the window, and we were on the we were on the we were on the fifth floor of this hotel. And ex- on the fifth floor of the adjacent building, like directly across <laughs> the downtown streets, so it was very close, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 yards, I mean, across this little tiny one-way street, was an office building. And on the fifth, on the fifth floor, there was just, there was like, through the window, you could see like a row of cubicles, and this was a weekday, so there were people occupying the chairs inside of the cubicles. So it, this all happens in like two seconds, but I'm like, I, t- I see this, and I'm like, I'm standing there, <laughs> and my first thought, like in in the blink of an eye, was, "Well, sure, th- this window is there's no way there's they're tinted. paying attention. It's got to be tinted. It, there's it, no, yeah, you know, they're probably busy with their TPS yeah. reports. There's no yeah, way something. Well, I, I can't remember how many of the people were were looking in my direction, except for this one guy who was in the corner with his jacket, you know, uh, Whoa, over his, his jacket oh, over his, his jacket. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, his his jacket over his chair, leaning back, and before I could like move. He kind of gives me like the head nod and the thumbs up. <laughs> He's picking up what you're throwing out. Yeah, me. and so I was like, "No!" Like, shut the thing. Of course, Jen is even more like, "You idiot!" You know. So, uh, so who? The, if those Portland people, if you're listening and uh, you saw me, uh, <laughs> congratulations! Naked. You've seen Mark's penis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he was giving him story. Uh, throwing up and uh, a naked dance. So there it was. All right, thank you, Mark, for always doing uh, idiotic things to share on this show. 
Uh, I feel like we've got another story based on the text pic you sent me yesterday. <laughs> no, we will not be sharing that story. <laughs> well, everybody, let me tell you. No, please. <laughs> All right, let's just say that I drank about a gallon of water uh, late last night. I don't know if that gives anything away or give not. It away at all. I was very I think, deep. Uh, if we give it away at all, like uh, we oh, would say that Mark sent me a picture of underwear last night. I said, uh, well, I was very dehydrated. If that, if that. After doing this in your pants. <laughs> okay, it is now time. <laughs> it is now time for the simply a tip of the week. <laughs> Something Don't you, text yeah. Rick pictures of things that you do because he'll talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is going to go from like really like forging our relationship to like ending it. <laughs> like, <laughs> this like, is the moment can, yeah, on I, the uh, VH1 behind the music. Yeah, yeah this is where we go. <laughs> I can never like anymore. ever talk to you ever again. Okay, time for the uh, simply human tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human, and it comes from a program that I'm going to link to in the show notes. It's called Power Sleep by James B. Moss. M A A S, and it's and it's the <laughs> and it's the four golden rules of sleep. Okay, and here are the here are the I guess breaking down the simply human tip into the four tips. Okay, um, <clears throat> okay. So the first one is get an adequate amount of sleep every night. Okay, seven to nine hours is the general rule. Uh, Duh. Trying okay. to get higher up on that, you know, closer to nine hours if possible. Two, establish a regular sleep schedule. Okay. Huh. Like uh, you know, trying to go to bed—that's impossible for some people like you. But for the most of us, like, well, I guess you—you're. You, you, you know, have I wouldn't a say that. I, I have I have two regular sleep yeah, schedules exactly. on the days I work yeah. and the days I don't work, and right. I keep those exactly as regimented as as uh, the same every single week as much as I can. Yeah. So that's so not that's technically it's not totally impossible. Yeah, technically, that's a quote unquote regular schedule. Okay, the third yeah. golden rule is get continuous sleep, which is impossible for like uh, you know if you're on trauma call if you're a doctor or if, Ooh, you're, yeah. if you have a baby or something if you're a fireman something like that and, and and there have been studies that have shown like if you do have a baby that's going to wake up in the night if you are on call or something like that that the sleep that you do get is nowhere near good sleep like you, that whole oh, night, I would yeah from yeah, seeing my wife go through that with two kids yeah, I would that whole yeah that. the whole night of sleep is just is you never get down into like the deep recovery restorative sleep that you need to get into just because you're just so for kinda, all you people who are not trauma surgeons <laughs> uh so that's almost everybody listening to right. this, then there you go you're good uh chris armstrong dr armstrong he's an anesthesiologist so sometimes he's on like tra- you know trauma like or call or something other than him um okay and then the fourth one is make i, lo- I love this one make up for lost sleep so if your kid is sick and you're up all night, like you got to try to make that sleep up. It, it, your body is gonna make it up somehow. Um, hmm. So it's it's better to like try to get a nap or try to maybe sleep in uh, an extra hour, you know, uh, over the couple days of the weekend because you do need to make up that sleep. So there's the four uh, deals, and we will uh, I will link to the the Power Sleep program, the link in the show notes, uh, along with all of Christy's stuff as well. I think sl- I think sleep is, is sleep and uh, stress management are the two most often ignored kind of pillars of what we're talking about, pillars of a simply human lifestyle, and they're probably you know, the most just important. as if not more important yeah. than the other ones, we you yes. know American society. You know, not everybody listens to this in America, but like you know, it's you know, sleep for four hours, get to work early, go home late, yada yada yada. But man, you really got to get your sleep. It it makes the difference in all forms, yeah. all all facets of your life. All right, so there it is. Um, one other announcement I'd like to make. Uh, Sarah Fergoso has the everydaypaleo.com website. That website is still going to be in existence, and I will still write for that website, but she is going to actually start another website called the sarahfergoso.com 
website. I don't know if that's how you say that, but um, and it's I'll link to that. So, she has show two, notes. so she'll have two websites, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she'll okay, have cool. like people like me and other guests, bloggers, like writing for the Everyday Paleo, and all of her stuff is going to move over. And it's S A R A H. There's an H on there, and Fragoso is F R A G O S O dot com. I'll link to that in the show notes. I just wanted to give her a little plug there. So there we are. All right. Thank so, you, sir. Yes. Um, so that's going to do it. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We need to make some more YouTube videos. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns. Uh, on May 7th, we are going to do our listener question show. So we're just ah, going to have, that's my uh, favorite. I've been looking yeah. forward to this for like a couple months. So if you have questions, email them. And we have a lot. Got to get them in quickly. Yeah, we have a lot so far, so we may have to scale it down, and maybe we'll go a little bit longer. I don't know if we have a lot of really good questions. We may go like 40 minutes or something on that one. So hey, make sure uh, the questions are good. If they're bad questions. Then also, if you have a humans being human story or an idea for humans being human, uh, email us as well. Uh, we'd like to hear crazy stories. You can't tell we're running out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks to I did I did get an email from Dr. George Titsworth who was very happy that he gave us uh, we gave him a little plug last night. I feel like a small caveat. Uh, I looked at it last night. The diabetes podcast is not done by George Titsworth. Dr. George Titsworth did like the Fitness Like a Nerd podcast oh, yeah. that literally has like three episodes well. and stopped updating more than five years ago. So, well. sorry, Dr. Titsworth. Yeah. yeah, so. And also, sorry, people who do the Diabetes Brand podcast that also doesn't update. <laughs> All right, so uh, please leave us a review, good or bad, for a chance to win a T-shirt in the April Simply Human T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. And any publicity is good publicity. There are a lot of options out there. We really appreciate you making us part of your day. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, when a peacock has his feathers out and kind of like strutting around, like, hey, look at me, ladies. I kind of was doing that in my naked state post-shower to try to like make her Of course you were. I don't just like walk over to my bag and get my clothes. I'm like doing this little dance, the little happy dance. So until next time, enjoy yourself.